edition. <laughs> really, this is, I'm actually talking to nobody, literally, tonight. <laughs> All right, so you turn it on? Okay. All right. Yeah, it's good. So... Humbly, if you don't see this first part, it doesn't matter how clear you get down the road, because there'll be the mental state will be claiming to be the one who's clear. So you have to see. It's sort of like someone uh, makes you aware of. It's not that you need awareness, but makes you aware that there's a heist going on. If you start seeing it, that stops the heist. The heist will go on but you won't be beholden to it anymore. Yes? So the mental state, which is what I call selfing, that's like perceptions, memory, thoughts. Their main movement is to claim. So the mental state doesn't have a life, but so it claims one that we offer. Yes? And it it doesn't have its own existence, so it has to verify that by claiming things that would point to someone that's existing. Yeah? So the thought system, feelings, seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, smelling, the mental state in this really interesting move, like Ramana Maharshi would say, there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. So supposing is like assuming. So you assume something so, just like I had to go on a trip back east, and I had assumed that I was supposed to be in North Carolina the 8th and 9th. So I planned this trip before there based on that assumption. So I got home on the 24th, September, and I thought I had two weeks, but the assumption had absolutely no factual basis. So when I looked at the emails that people sent me, I was supposed to be there the 1st and 2nd, which hadn't always been the case. I just had assumed that I was supposed to be there the 8th and 9th. So now, instead of having two weeks to luxuriate in my lovely Marin County (laughs) lifestyle, I only had six days and I had to go back east. So that's sort of what I'm supposing is. You suppose something, but and if you feel very sure of it, but there's it's basically not based on fact. It's just you're just assuming it. So the supposing that you're a non-existent thing, which is what the mental state does all day, right? It thinks about you, and it think, and it talks like as you, as a body. Yeah, yeah. So the presupposing would be, well, that's tricky. So there's an assuming, but the assuming is prior to uh, something. Yeah. So it presupposes that there's a non-existent thing. Where exactly where you are? In other words, the state of being, in a sense. There's something, the mental state that comes after the state of being, yeah? because the being, let's say, is not of time. Yeah? It may be expressing through time, but it's not of time. But the mental processes are of time. They're a process. They're not there, and then, they, then they're suddenly they're there. So it takes time for the brain to infer that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It's just not a natural arising. It's fabricated. Yeah? So that process of selfing presupposes that you were before it. And so it, it replaces, it cannot replace it, but it, it makes it seem to be so that you are 
prior to consciousness, that you're the one who's conscious. In other words, without you, there'd be no consciousness. But basically, it's the opposite. It's without consciousness, there'd be no sense of a you. Yeah? But this presupposing puts it before things it comes after, let's say. It's good to see it, because if you're not, you're going to be looking from it. You're going to be looking from the scene of the crime instead of seeing the crime. Yeah? And then all the stuff you do after that fact is going to actually probably be used to reinforce that fact because it's not a fact. It's just an assumption. It's a supposing. It's an inference. It's an assuming. It's all this, but it's not a fact. It's fabricated, all right? So that's the, that's the movement. So the mental state, mental state, first movement is to claim everything. By claiming something, like the thoughts, it claims because then the thoughts occur, and then it presupposes that it's before the thoughts, which is, I'm the thinker. So the selfing sees everything as a doing, that implies a doer. So when it claims a doing, which is thinking, feeling, seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, it just doesn't acknowledge the seeing, feeling, thinking, doing this, smelling. It infers there must be a doer there, and that's it. That's its little phantom. Yeah, so now seeing is being used to imply, to assume, to presuppose that there's a seer. Now, the presupposing actually comes after the seeing, but it presupposes it's before the seeing, and it calls itself the seer. Yeah. The hearer, the feeler, the taster, it touches. So that's the heights. Something that comes after now implies, assumes, reinforces it's before. So now you see everything from after, after but you're believing it's seeing everything from before. It's off, big time. It's like the information you're going to gather based on that falsehood is going to probably constantly be used to verify the falsehood. So we're assuming there's a fact, and then starting from there, yeah, and then maybe we want to get out of the fact, maybe we want to lessen its influence, but we never question that it's a fact because we've taken ourselves to be it. Yeah? So that fact, which is not a fact, now becomes like the, the shadow that follows us every step of the way. Yeah. That's it. So if you can see that, you won't be looking from it. If you're looking from it and you try to see from the point of looking from, you're blind to the seeing because you are what you're looking for. You just don't believe so. You believe you're something already called this long-lasting, independent, separate action figure. Yeah? To the absurd point where you'll start looking for what you are through what you're not. So you'll want to become, you may, you want to do and have yourself into becoming what you already are. <laughs> because the being has never stopped for you to become fucking anything or unbecome, which is really important. Because we constantly believe, I'm doing a lot of shit and I become something, but if I don't stay vigilant or maintain it, I'll unbecome it. Yeah? This doesn't have anything to do with being. Being is just a basic state that's 
it's truly the base of this whole event, and let's say it's demonstrating, or it's expressing itself as consciousness here, and consciousness has been the baseline of every fucking moment you think you've ever been in. And it hasn't looked away, or, oh, oh, I'm not going to be conscious of that. No, the mental state wants to blank out, but that which is consciousness isn't blanking out. Yeah. The mental state, seeing that it's before, but it's actually after, can pull a curtain. And so therefore now the cloud has the ability to stop you from seeing the sun, because you're on the wrong side of the sun. You're actually on the sun side. You see the clouds, but they have no ability to block you off from anything. Where this view, as an action figure, the clouds have the ability to block you off from the light. Because first and foremost, you don't take yourself to be the light. You're taking yourself to be something that wants to be the light. That ain't gonna cut it. It's just that old story we used to share. The first video we ever did was the sheep and lion video. It's an old story I heard from Papa G, but supposedly it's quite old. And, it's, and then we did a little variation of it, where, let's see, so the sheep, it's still just a beautiful story. There's a, a lion, cub, and a mother, and then the mother dies. So the cub is wandering around, he doesn't know what it is, he doesn't know who he is, he doesn't know what's happening. So he sees a flock of sheep, and he starts running towards them. Now they see it as a lion, they're a little concerned, but when they realize he doesn't know what the fuck he is, and then they sort of ingratiate him in the flock, because actually with him in it, they'll give it a lot more protection. And he's and so now he tries to become a sheep, or he, he takes himself to be a sheep. And so it's it's chewing cud, and it's sitting around listening to everyone complain, of, will I be the next sweater, or next some winter, or whatever, you know? It's all, you know what I mean? It's even wanting to fornicate with sheep, and, and it becomes a very important sheep in the sheep flock, but something's dissatisfied, and something is a sense of dis-ease and discomfort. Why? Because it's not a sheep. Yeah. So then this one day, a big old lion comes in to the meadow and sees the flock and starts chasing them and wants to eat something, and it sees this lion, this young, younger lion, and thinks that the young lion's joining in the hunt, and then it realizes the young lion's running with the sheep. So it veers off and grabs that young lion, grabs it by its neck, and drags it over to this pond of water, puts both their heads over, the young lion sees its reflection, and the bigger, and it, quote, it wakes up. Now it doesn't become a lion, it has always been a lion. It just wakes up to the fact that it's a lion. It's not, didn't do anything to produce the lioness, it just woke up. Instead of trying to become like the lion as a sheep, it saw the two reflections and it got it. Yeah. And then the old lion goes roar and it roars. It hadn't roared in years because it didn't know it could fucking roar. Does it mean it had to take roaring lessons after that fact? No. Everything that was always pregnantly available starts to become available. Why? Because the mistaken identity has been has been corrected. And the correction, once it's the correction occurs, it realized there was no need for a correction because he never was a sheep. Yeah? It was the lion believing it was a sheep that caused it to believe it was a sheep. It never, it didn't become a sheep and then unbecame and became a lion again. That would take time. Where the solution doesn't ever exhibit time. 
It's timeless. So he saw its reflections, he roared, and from then on, I bet you, I guarantee you, he never thought it was a sheep again. <laughs> I mean, it would be no... It's like when I was young, I was like 12, and I used to go to this mall in Long Island. And, you know, I was trying to look cool and stuff. I had a little longer hair. And I had this, my favorite outfit, because I thought I looked pretty cool in it. And these, there were red corduroys and this gray long sleeve t-shirt. And so I'd get on the bus, go to Roosevelt Field, walk around the mall, and I'd catch a lot of people looking at me. I'm thinking, it's working, you know? And I could do it like every other weekend, and just had the same outfit every freaking time. And then one of my friends had some compassion for me, and I said, you know, Paul, those pants? I said, oh yeah, my red cords? He says, no, they're magenta. And you know that long sleeve shirt you wear every fucking weekend? I go, yeah, my gray long sleeve. He said, that's pink. Bro. <laughs> as soon as he told me, I saw it as pink and magenta. Never not to see it as pink and magenta ever again. I never did. I didn't go back in my closet and see it had turned. Once I was, once the ignorance was pointed out to me, I always saw it as magenta and pink. Yeah, there was no assumption it was gray and red. Yeah. And the fact is, it had never been gray or red. It didn't suddenly turn into magenta or gray and red. It had always been magenta, yeah, and and pink. It was a, it was just a mistake, a tiny little mistake. But when that mistake became a fact, then it was very rarely investigated. I just assumed that that was a gray shirt and red pants, and I went on my way. And therefore, I was misreading everyone, everyone's view of me. They were looking at me, they're going, look, what's that fucking kid wearing those pink shirts and the great magenta pants for? You know what I mean? I thought they were thinking I look cool. This is how insane it can get. So it's just simple, it's like almost exactly like that. And the thing is, you'll never go back and thinking, oh, is it pink? Is it gray? You're never going to do that. Because it's, its revelation is that it was always pink and magenta. I was just assuming it was gray and red. This is exactly what it's like. We're assuming, presupposing, we're not, the mental state is, and what it does is, by claiming all the faculties of what we call living, it uses the faculties themselves to reinforce the idea that we're the doer of them. So now seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching would be a clear, direct invitation of what you are to what you are, what you are in rest, and then what you are in expression, which would be the conscious contact. Yeah? It all gets muddied because the mental state that comes after says it's the one who's conscious. It just totally neuters the message of consciousness. Now we look at it as something I can get more of, or, and most importantly, I can lose. I can become unconscious at a drop of a fucking act. If I don't meditate every day, if I don't do this, I don't do that, it's gone. That's not worthy of any fucking thing called peace. Yeah, that's just more work with you as the emphasis once again. So, there's a great line in this book, The Course, because in a way what we're attempting to do in these talks is basically describe that which we take ourselves to be as some kind of foreign object, you know, or a parasitical movement, or a fucking, you know, a space helmet that you could take off, just so that the mind could entertain the possibility, because this is how it happened with me. 
I was constantly, without knowing it, trying to be free as a self. I was trying to get peace for a self. I was trying to find the truth as a self. Yeah? And then the one time when it finally dawned on me, hey, I'm not that, then the next idea that came into my noggin, which was always pregnantly available, was just waiting for me to entertain it, which was, I can be free from it. And that works. That's how it works. It's not freedom as it, or for it, or through it, or by it. It's from it, in a sense. So like they say in, this, in the recovery book, please relieve us of the bondage of self. So if you hear that term, self, I, that's even giving it too much credit, because it sounds like a thing, but let's say it's self. So if self was a real thing, then there would be bondage too. Yeah? So you'd be bonded to this chair. You're not bonded of this chair. You are not of this chair. That's, that's the beauty. Just like when I did tons of coke, I never became cocaine. I'm not of coke. Yeah? <laughs> I did a whole lot of it, but I'm not of it. Yes? So the of means that the bondage is of self. In other words, there is no bondage without the idea of being a long-lasting, separate, independent entity. So the bondage is dependent on self. So the freedom from bondage isn't by finding the great lock to unlock yourself from what you're bonded to, is realizing you're not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That's the freedom from bondage. Because the bondage isn't to anything, it's of. So if the petridus or self is sort of not fed anymore, then they cannot produce bondage. And because it can produce bondage, it can only seem to be bound. As long as you take that which seems to be you as you, then bondage of that will seem to be you. That's how it goes. We're dreaming. Every second of every freaking day, we're dreaming. We've never stopped dreaming. It's going to continue. We're dreaming. There is no dream. That would be an object or a thing. There's dreaming. That's what we're doing. We don't realize we're looking for a thing or we're looking from a thing when we're all just an activity, really. We're activities, yeah? So this is a beautiful statement to sort of describe it in another way to hopefully see that it's not of you, yeah? And it talks about it here. So he's talking about this first line. I can't find what he's talking about, but I know what he's talking about, which is selfing in a way. So it goes here. Yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. You do not have a self. That's the sense of selfing, is the feeling of you having it. You do not have an ego, and you do not lose an ego. The ego is like an objectification by the mental state of the mental state. Yeah? But the, the real bondage is the one who thinks they have an ego and the one who thinks they lost an ego. That doesn't change. If there's an ego there, there's a you that has it. If their ego is gone, there's a you that has its absence. That's the bondage of self. That sense of being the one that everything's happening to or everything is happening from, that's the bondage. Everything is just used to support that and reinforce it. So that presupposing, that assumption will be taken as a fact. And then the story goes. So here he goes. 
Yet we have heard a very similar, and this is from The Course in Miracles, page 468. Yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. But still the strange idea of being a long-lasting unthrownness and of being a long-lasting independent separate historical figure, <laughs> which it does accurately describe, you think is you. And the key is think, yeah? You couldn't be as you because you already are. You think is you, yeah? Without the thinking, there would be no sense of self being reinforced. The thinking is, is doing the yeoman's work to constantly, constantly imply, assume, and reinforce that you're a thing, you know? Reason would tell you, or we could use the word, they, he uses this a lot in this book, this, state, this little statement, reason would tell you. So let's say wisdom would tell you. Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours, <laughs> There's millions of people in the room tonight. <laughs> These eyes right here. This is a little bit less than how many people are here. <laughs> Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. <laughs> to whom would seem such as this send back its messages. So, to me, I call this a form of looking, called self-centeredness, yes? So this form of looking, to whom would this form of looking send back its messages? To a fucking idea that you're a thing. It's not sending back its messages to spirit. <laughs> There's no freaking way. Spirit would recognize this is insane. <laughs> it's insane that I'm thinking that I live more in yesterday and tomorrow than I do here, where I can never not be here. <laughs> it's insane that I think I can get into a moment when I can never possibly be out of a moment. These are all insane fucking ideas. Yeah? So, to whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. Once again, to me, this description is attempting to trigger an image in somewhere, whatever you call your big screen, to see that you may not be that, because it's so easily described. <laughs> where, from where are you describing it so clearly? That where that you're describing it from so clearly must be here. So I would say that's more you where you're seeing what you're not than the, than the what you're not you're thinking you're looking from. Obviously, because this is seeing it. That's never seeing this. It does it, it tries to, it tries to act like it's not even here. Calls it spirit or airy fairy <laughs> or ephemeral, right? Because it's fucking but this can see very clearly what we're not. To whom would seem such as this send back its messages? Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? That it's not your vision. <laughs> That's what it can show to us. <laughs> if this is not your vision, what the hell can it show to you? Well, it can show you a world that's not real. It can show you a threat that's not real. It can show you tons of things. But basically, what it can actually, hopefully, completely show you, that, it, that it's a failed system. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> if this is not your vision, why can it show you it's not your vision? <laughs> is it Stanley's? Who knows? <laughs> it's definitely not yours. <laughs> Surely not you. The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. Yeah. It interprets this. It interprets this. It perceives this as a real thing. And it interprets, yes, all the collation and the importance of yesterday and tomorrow being much more supreme than right now. It interprets all that. Yeah? But brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. So what you're really seeing, it cannot interpret that. Yeah? What it has to do is interpret what it's looking at and how it's looking, that you can interpret as a way of blocking you off to the seeing, seemingly. It can never do it. You can never be separated from what you are, but you can. what you are can seem to believe that it's separated from what it is. And that, I believe, is what's happening here. Yeah? If something seems so real, where would you get that sense of reality other than from reality? I would say, where the reality? Yeah? So we've given a reality to, to the what we're not, and if that's the case, then we feel like we're separate from what we are, seemingly, because it cannot be so. But it can appear to be so to what's so for a bit of time, and that's why we have time and space for this dream to continue, that we're separate, long-lasting, different things. In timelessness, this has totally never happened, never could possibly happen. But here it can seem to happen. So, the brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand, please. <laughs> the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. You know, all you need is that one sentence. So the brain, which is collating all this seeming light, is interpreting to the body. So it's, it's called self-centeredness. This is the whole system we're living under. How we see everything is not a way of seeing, it's a way of looking. And we look at everything as how it pertains to us. That's how we do it, yeah? So the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. But what it says you cannot understand, yet you have listened to it. <laughs> and long and hard, you try to understand his messages. Some of us have been listening to like Kay, Jeff, Kay, Paul for 50, 60 years. When the fuck are you going to finally deliver the goods? You should have been happy, joyous, and free by now. <laughs> so, like, can you imagine if a, if a, a furniture company, you know, you bought a couch, and then you're supposed to be delivered on Friday, and then on, it's not there on Monday, and they just kept telling you, well, it'll be there soon. Would you, you know, you would fucking, no, I want my fucking money back, and you do a Yelp on that place, and no, never buy anything from these people. But we keep, we keep believing. When is it... I've had nine fairy princesses at least. I haven't been sighted by anyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's like a crazy GPS. Really. It's like a failed thing. It has 1980 maps, and then you go, oh, let's see, I want to have a good time tonight. Punch it in, and it goes, okay. Go to the bar, and then I end up in jail. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. I thought I was going to be happy tonight. All right, try again. <laughs> I'm in jail again two nights later. What, do, what, do you, what can a failed system show you? It's a failed system. 
What would a dead horse be able to show you? You should get off it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some, everything has a message, dead or alive, that can inform you of some good, valid information. Why am I fucking whipping this dead horse? <laughs> Is it because I, I spent too much money on the saddle? I can't give it up. You can take the saddle and put on another horse. I'm not getting off of this fucking horse. It cost me $5,000 for this saddle. And I think I look pretty good on it. But you're laying down. You're not even moving anymore. You're totally going against what the horse... Horse is like a mode of transportation. You're supposed to be moving. But I look really good like I'm moving. But you're not moving. <laughs> the brain... But what it says you cannot understand. Yet you have listened to it. And long and hard you tried to understand this message. So here you go. This is why... This is a very... I like this one here. You have not realized it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. You have received no messages at all you understand, for you have listened to what can never communicate at all. Think then what happens. Alright, so you're listening to this. What happens? Denying what you are. The act of identification is this, is the denial of what you are. The affirming that you're a body, which you're not doing, the mental state's doing one day, is the denial of what you are. Yeah? But this is the key. Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. Without faith, selfing couldn't go anywhere. That's why it's faith that causes the thought system to, to be able to produce anxiety out of what's not happening. You cannot make anything out of what's not happening, but the mental state can through faith. We have faith that there's going to be next week and it's worthy to be worried about. It's faith. It's a force of mind. And if you see faith as a force of mind, faith is neutral in a sense. It's going to manifest by the be of vehicles put in. And for some reason or another, we seem to be like the, uh, the traffic cop which is going to direct it. So we're going to direct it. So let's say we have faith in the thought system. We're going to find ourselves in a lot of anxiety and a lot of situations that are actually not happening. Yeah? We're going to be, what, while we're in what's happening, what will be the major players in what's happening for us will be what's not happening. Yeah? So we'll be reacting in what's happening to what's not happening. And how can you react to what's not happening? You can't. The only clear way of acknowledging what's not happening is it's not happening. <laughs> any, any engagement within it gives it a, a sense that it's happening. Yeah? Why? It, it can't happen on its own. It can never happen, but it can seem to happen to us if there's faith in it. And seemingly is the key, it appears to be true or false to you. You are the main player here. Yeah? This idea that, oh, this whole dream's imposed on me, I didn't wish to parachute in here. It's all baloney. You're the activity of dreaming right now. You're fully engaged in this. Now, you have an action figure that may say it's not, or it doesn't want to be, or never did anything, but you're totally fucking completely engaged in the dreaming. So denying, so you know, denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. This something else, 
this is my humble feeling. This something else would be the phantom object that the selfing implies and assumes and insinuates and points at all day. This idea of being a, an existent thing. Yeah. So the non-existent thing now has been given be, this title of being existing. And in its existence, things that are truly so can seem not to be so. Yeah. So what happens? Well, there's something else that you are made to be yourself. I love like in AA they say, well, you manufacture your own misery. Whoops, so yeah. <laughs> what about my wife? Well, there's no, you're manufacturing your own misery. So here it says beautifully, something else that you have made to be yourself. So, you know, <laughs> it's basically telling you you're sort of responsible in a sense, yeah. <laughs> something else that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight. So now we'll be, we believe, and this is the insanity of it, that which is looking will now start looking for what's looking as an object to the, the what not what the what not that's looking. <laughs> so now what you are will be made into an object that what you not may want to get involved with, study, hopefully have an experience or two, hopefully people see it when I have my big spirit, spiritual spectacle or this and that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that which we are will become an object or a topic that we could be interested or not interested in as what we're not. And that's how unbelievable it can seem to happen. So, Denying what you are in firm and faith that you are something else. This something else that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight. Yet it must be the something else that sees and as not you. Yeah? It's, it's whole assumption it's seeing as you. It's trying to correct this. It's seeing as not you. Yeah? That's how it's seeing. That's why it's called self-centeredness. It's a form of looking. That's not seeing. It's a form of looking. It's like seeing that's gotten bastardized into a form of looking. Your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. Exactly. See what you're not, and that's the, that's the vision of what you are. The vision of what you are can see what you're not, because there's nothing there to see. It sees it only as an activity. Lots of activities that are being used to imply that there's someone that's the source of the activities. It's there's nobody home. It's like knocking on a door through the who am I, let's say. After 500 knocks, no one comes to the door. I think it's a pretty safe assumption. No one's fucking home. You don't have to keep knocking. Yes. You've gotten, you're clear now. There's no one home. <laughs> you can move on. <laughs> so this something else that you are made to be yourself becomes your sight yeah. yet it must be the something else that sees and has not you explains its sight to you all fucking day <laughs> even sometimes at night when you'd rather be sleeping yeah. it's constantly explaining its sight and those fuckers out to get me oh. he's planning on leaving me oh. it's got a lot of takes oh. yeah your vision would of course render this quite unnecessary yet if your eyes are closed and you have called upon this thing to lead you asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen, nor to suspect, 
that that what it tells you is not true. Obviously. Remember when you were young, how out to lunch you were, really? And then let's say you dropped acid, and then fucking was very, quite revealing. Because you realize, geez, I've been living in like a thick cocoon, based totally on assumption, fabrication. Now I could see everyone was plastic, but I thought I was real. <laughs> the stubbornness of the identification is pretty strong. He'll recognize, oh, this whole place is unreal, but you'll have a feeling of being real as this. <laughs> so, but yet if your eyes are closed and you have called upon this thing to lead you, yeah, tell me how it's going. What am I? Am I enough today? Did I do enough? Do you think I can really ask that girl off for a date? You know? Can I have that ice cream? I was really worked hard today. <laughs> it's sort of like you're begging a master to give you a fucking crumb. Asking to explain to you the world it sees. You have no reason not to listen nor to suspect that that what it tells you is not true until you do, and hopefully we have arrived way past there. You know, start questioning a little bit. Yeah? Reason would tell you, you can, it cannot be true because you do not understand it. <laughs> Deep down, do you? Do you understand? Oh, you've got to be worried about next eight months from now. Really? Do I have to? I mean, I don't see it, taste it, touch it, feel it. That, you know, can I wait for like two weeks before, not eight months? Do we have to plan a wedding for 2019? It's only 2016. A lot of shit could happen in between those. <laughs> we got a rent rent three years before reason would tell you it cannot be true because you do not understand that God has no secrets he does not lead you through a world of misery waiting to tell you at the journey's end why he did this to you <laughs> that's the self thing <laughs> the self thing once uh, I always have this joke about it where you've been listening to it your whole life you know and it's just been, it's really, it comes after the fact of the living, and then it tells you what it was and what it's going to mean and everything. So let's say you're living like that all your life, and then you're in, the, you're in your deathbed. You're laying there, you got a few more breaths. The morphine hasn't completely shut off the brain, you know, unfortunately. And so there's like two more breaths, and then it's, it appears and goes, you know, Paul, you really fucking blew it. <laughs> Can you imagine going, off, going away on that note? <laughs> you have no idea. You had no, you had no foot in reality, so anything it fucking says, you believed it all ever since. What do you think? You're not going to believe it then? <laughs> Can you imagine... You better get up from this bed. Ooh. Oh, oh no! <laughs> so yeah, I like reading different things because they all imply the same thing to me. If you could see it as a foreign activity, because I really believe it's identification as a self. That's that's like that's the link for all this activity. It's, we're identified, and we're not, truly, but the mental state, which we've now given it the role to tell us how things are, yeah, and it's also been given the role of actually being us, you know, we have, we've sort of, okay, take it, you know, I'm going to follow, I'm going to live a life based on your vision of it, 
So, yeah, we've done that in the sense it wasn't we did it, the mental state has. Yeah, we're just space, let's say, clear, and nothing, none of this has ever fucking happened, actually. But here, in this drama, and this is the only place where what is has value, because not in what is, there's, no, there's nothing other than what is. It's where what is can seem not to be so, then it's valuable. Very, 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 very valuable. Because, like Jesus says, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And I believe it's that ofness is what we're really looking for. And we're going to be that which brings it into uh, manifestation. Yeah, We're going to be able to enjoy peace of mind and no serenity. Because they're all possibilities. Not as this, but as what we are. Because we're the source of it all. Yeah. So if you see that identification as is only an activity, it can never come to pass. You know, no matter how long that lion took itself to be a sheep, it would still take absolutely no time for its recognition and its lion to occur. It could be 50, 80 years, 3,000, 4, 8,000, 12,000 years of time will not delay the immediacy of the recognition. That's the beauty of it. So when the lion sees it's a lion, it may immediately negates all the story of being a sheep from head to toe. There's not one little bit of sheep story left as being real and relevant. Yeah? It's not a process you have to go through. It's just seeing what you are, which you can't. You see, you see what you are, in a sense, by seeing what you're not. So the lion pointed out to the other lion in a very visual manner that it was a lion. Yeah? That negated the whole idea of being a sheep. So now it wasn't, it didn't get caught in the secondary trap, which is there's a lion, takes itself to be a sheep, then he meets some other lions that take themselves to be a sheep, and they're sort of tired of being sheep and get kicked around and used for sweater. So they decide, they find a book about a lion, and they start reading about it, and they like its qualities, and you know, and so they get a little room they rent like this, and they get they find pictures of lions, and they get them in nice frames, and they what Windex the window, you know, the glass, and then they start having talks about what it would be like to be like a lion, and they're all fucking digging it, but as a sheep, yeah, and then they they have like straightening hair, get those fucking curls out, <laughs> practicing roaring, and they, they do all, and they'd be going, dude, you're sounding much more like a lion. No, you sound like a fucking sheep. Yeah? The whole point is, they really have a nobility, but they've mistaken what they are because they're looking for it as a sheep. So now they're thinking it's a quality they can attain or achieve, but by the attempt to attain it and achieve it, that reinforces that it's not them. So the poor lions identified as a sheep now want to become a lion, like a lion as a sheep. It's like a double whammy. So all the attempts, and you know, I look, I'm getting close, I'm getting close to becoming like a lion. The sheep. Yeah? What, you just see it clearly, you're not that. Maybe your whole desire to become like a lion dismisses quite quickly because you are what you've been looking for. It's not like you are what you've been looking for, and if you don't stop looking for it, you won't be it. No, it's you are what you've been looking for. <laughs> looking for is actually a, it's a pointlessness when when 
there's no need to look for what you are. Yeah. Why would you want to get the booby prize of knowing what you are? Why not be what you are? Being is not, it's not, doesn't have to have, it's not, it's not found in a library, it's everywhere. It's always available at all times with no requirement necessary. It's what you are. All the, all the influences and the importance that things have when we're looking for what we're not as, what we are as what we're not, are dismissed. It's not about studying, vigilance, maintaining it. It's being it. Yeah? Now you can study what you're not. It's helpful. Have an understanding about what you're not. It's helpful. All that. Yeah? But the point is, you're not going to know yourself into what's knowing. You can only be it. Yeah? That's the beauty of it. And the being is totally different than what we think. We think being is it is like a photo shoot, you know? I look the best I do, nice outfit. I'm being, you know, I'm being. That's not being. That's another posturing, another mental doing and having. Yeah? And there's no amount of doing and having that will ever stabilize into a being because you are a being already. You are a being, not a being, being. You're already that. Everything you add on to it or try to put on it is never going to be close to it. Yeah. And why would you want to try to become what you're being? <laughs> become and unbecome what you're not all day. That's what happens while you're being. Yeah. The being is stable, and then you become and unbecome a healthy person. And, uh, you know, you think you're looking good because one lady said, oh, I really like the way you look. Another said, oh, you're an ugly dog. And you suddenly be unbecome a good-looking person. It happens all day, right? It's always becoming and unbecoming. But the bottom line will be this sense of being, which will be this, will be, it's the security in, in an insecure place. It's the certainty in an uncertain place. It's, it's, it's like they say in the Bible, the Son of Man has no place to rest its head. Because there's no head you need to rest. Yeah, That's the rest, is in the being. Yeah? And it will just verify itself. Like Jesus said, you'll know the tree by its fruit. You sit underneath this tree, you'll travel lighter. You sit on the other tree, you'll be captured by yesterday and tomorrow. Simple as that. I think that's it, eh? Enough? Anyone hit that button? Because I want to say something personal now.